Welcome to Neighborhood Church. To learn more about who we are as a community or to financially support Neighborhood, go to neighborhoodchurchmn.org. Enjoy the message. So take a th- minute and think about this. So today, again, reimagine spirituality. So if you're like me, I was at a point, or I have been, and sometimes day to day, I get to a point where I get frustrated with spirituality. I think about some of the spiritual practices that I did gr- um, like growing up or just a couple of years ago, and sometimes I get frustrated to where I just want to like throw everything out. And I'm like, you know what? Spirituality is dumb. I don't need this. But that has always been in more of like a, a, a Christian context or an organized context. And, and I over here, I'm still feeling like, no, I still want to like have some sort of connection with God. I just don't know what that looks like. So if, if we, if we want to move forward with this and we want to reimagine, what if instead of throwing away our spirituality or throwing out a bunch of the things that we didn't like before, what if we were to today where we were to reimagine what that looks like. So instead of throwing away spiritual practices that we used to have, what if we start to reimagine and change our perception on the way that we look at our spirituality and maybe look at it in a different light? That's part of the reimagined series. Maybe not tossing everything out. Maybe like Nikki talked about last week, hey, we're not just going to not worship anymore, but what if we change the way that we look at worship instead? So what if by doing this, we are able to find more peace, more patience for others, more patience for ourselves. We are able to connect to God more than we ever have before. What if instead of seeing spirituality as a chore of something that we need to do, instead we see it as a spectrum of ways that we can connect to God and each other without fear or guilt that we aren't doing enough? So let's dive into this. How do we do this? I'm going to go through a couple sections today. I'm going to te- or I'm going to talk to you guys about some of the things that I've learned uh, that other people have shown me. We're going to talk about that for a little bit. Uh, what spirituality is, what it can be, what it's not, and then we're going to go through and talk about some specific practices that I I did kind of a survey with some folks, and some folks shared some ways that they are spiritual. And then we were going to do some sharing time, but Chris never texted me back on if we could do that. So it's his fault. I was going to let all of you share about what your spirituality looks like, but Chris didn't want to hear what you guys thought, so he didn't text me back. (laughs) Chris said he just remembered right now. I believe him. It was just more work on him. So how do we do this? Here, and I'm going to go through bullet points. I think I have like five or six here of what spirituality is and what I've kind of, what I've come to understand spirituality as as a, as I have unpacked this myself. So number 1 is spirituality is everywhere all the time in everything. It is not confined to specific practices and specific times or si- specific places. I'm going to kind of go through this a little bit I'll give you a little hint of it, and then we'll pull it all together at the end. But what I mean by this is if you're like me and you I, – I keep saying when I was growing up, I literally, like, still do some of this stuff, or some of this stuff was, like, a month ago. So prior to today, and I'm going to probably still do it, uh, is you – we have a tendency to think of spirituality as these practices that we need to do. I think of back when I was in <laughs> high school, 
and as I was preparing this message, I just started laughing. I was like, geez, I did this in high school. And then when I was doing youth group here, it was the same answer. The, I don't know what it is about high schoolers. The answer is always, hey, how can we connect to God more? And it's like, read my Bible, pray, be nice, nothing else. It's like, oh, those are the three things. Nice, if I can just master those, then I connect to God. So it, spirituality is everywhere, and it is mo way more than just those practices. And we'll dive into that in a little bit. The next one is spirituality is ongoing. There is no end. It is just a way of life, something we are always doing. Some things may feel more productive than others, but they are all equally important, and the little things matter too. So... Again, I'll, I'll dive into this a little bit more, but spirituality isn't this thing that we're going to reach some sort of enlightenment at some point where, hey, if I do enough and I become spiritual enough, I'm good, and then I don't need to worry about it anymore. And we're going we're gonna to dissect that a little bit more, but it is this next thing that we kind of keep in our brain. Spirituality is ongoing. It is never-ending. Next, it looks different from person to person, home to home, religion to religion, culture to culture. I've talked a lot about this in the past where our spirituality is uh, different for each and every one of us. It, our, the, the way we do spirituality looks different in this church than it does a church down the road. It looks different from Christianity to uh, Buddhism. It looks different in different cultures and different practices. Spirituality looks different. The next is, oh, I really like this one. This one actually came from, the wording comes from my sister, actually, so I'm giving her some props on this, and I really like this. She said it like this, spiritual practices are not the end, they are a means to an end. The practices themselves should not make us feel like, there, I did it, now I'm connected to God, but rather, what am I learning about myself and God through this practice that is drawing me closer? And this one, just a snapshot before we dissect it a little bit more is the idea that, hey, I wake up in the morning and I'm thinking, I have some spiritual practices that I need to do today that connect myself to God. So 10 a.m., I'm setting aside some time for prayer, okay? I pray, and at, I do it for an hour, uh, three hours. That's what I do every single morning. I pray for three hours, right? <laughs> no. Uh, so I pray for three hours, and then after, right as that prayer is done, I'm like, there, I did it. Now I'm closer to God, and go about my day, and, and I'm not thinking about it anymore. That was, for me, actually, that was when I was developing all my thoughts about what spirituality is. That's kind of what it looks like for me is I, and, and for many of us, if we do a specific practice there, we did it. And I love what my sister said about this is that practice in itself is not the holy act. That's not the thing that draws us closer to God. It's a conduit to a way that we draw closer to God or we learn more about ourselves. So it's just an avenue rather than there I did it. It's, hey, I did this practice. I'm learning more about God, and now I'm going to continue on throughout my day because I use this practice to help myself understand something more, and I'm going to use that throughout my day. The final one here, or no, that was the final one. <laughs> All right. So let me recap those, and then we're going to break them down. First, spirituality is everywhere, all the time, in everything. And to go with that, the second one is it is not constrained to specific practices. Third, it is ongoing. Fourth, it looks different from person to person. And fifth, spiritual practices are not the end. They are a means to the end. Before we break this down, there are some warnings 
or things to think about that I want to bring up. So, and it's actually just two of them. I have four bullet points here, but I think it's really just two things. This can be really hard to do. So we, as we've been doing the Reimagined series, you've probably found yourself, like me, yeah, that sounds great, Nikki. That sounds great, Chris. That sounds great, Mike. But it's still really hard to do. It's really hard to change our mind. It's really hard to uh, reimagine things and then implement different practices. I talked about this a few weeks ago, and one of the main reasons that I want to point out that is I, I really believe we have to constantly do if we're going to reimagine is remembering the lens that we see the world through and what we've learned. So I say it like this. If somebody's coming up to me, I'm like, hey, did you change yet? <laughs> I'd be like, hey, look, I've learned this one thing. I've learned how to do spirituality one way for like 30 years. Uh, I've only been doing it differently for like five years. Give me some grace. Like I'm, I'm learning. I'm trying to relearn something that has been pounded into my brain so I guess I started my process of reimagining or deconstructing when I was maybe like 28. So that's what, I don't know how to do math, eight years. So about eight years. But that's eight years compared to what, maybe like age five to 28. So tw against 23 years. So giving ourselves some grace um, that it's going to be hard to change. So that is kind of my morning. It's not just so easy to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to reimagine this. But to know that it's naturally in us to avoid change. That's part of our culture. Think about, uh, I, again, I talked about culture a couple weeks ago. And part of our culture is go, 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 do, do, do. Be better, be better, be better. Work harder, work harder. My boss always tells me, you have to work harder. And if you don't work hard, you're terrible. No, my boss is sitting right here. That's why I'm saying it. <laughs> He's much different than that. But that's such a thing in our, in our society. You have to work harder. You have to be better. You have to achieve more because you have to be better than the next person. You're comparing yourselves to other people. And the funny thing is, is because that's ingrained into our way of thinking, the way that we see life, I'm not saying all of us do this, but there's that kind of ticking in the back of our head that we can, unless we're paying attention to it, we can transpose that onto our spirituality, and a lot of us do. If I'm not doing more spiritual practices, if I'm not feeling spiritual, if I'm not connecting to God, then I feel like I'm less than, or I feel like, God, I need to do more. You know, I, I've heard so many of us do that where, hey, how are, how are, how are things going? Or, or, or my favorite, how's your walk with God going? Oh, it could be better. You know, I'm not making time for prayer. I'm not making time for uh, my reading of the Bible. I'm not taking time to be by myself. And, and, and we get down on ourselves because we feel like I'm not doing enough. I'm not being spiritual enough. So we're going to break that down here as I, as I pull this all together. So that's warning number one is we really have a hard time wanting to change because we have an idea that we need to do, do, do. And to reimagine is to kind of slow down, see that spirituality is everywhere, and that's really hard for us to do, to slow down and see that spirituality is everywhere because we naturally want to do more. And really what this ends up doing is this just inhibits our spiritual growth because we're so focused on doing more rather than just being with God. The second, uh, I guess, warning that I would have, and, and I just touched on it a little bit, is comparing ourselves to other. So part of that do, do, do is we, is something that's really easy to do is as we're being spiritual, as we're trying to live our connection and, and have a connection with God, we can look at what other people are doing. So I can say, man, 
I'm really lacking in my spiritual growth or, or my spirituality because look at Chris. He is just, he is, an, he is an icon. He does it perfectly. He wakes up every day and prays for three hours, and then he takes his kids to Bible camp, and then, and then what else does Chris do? And then he goes and washes people's feet down at, at the center, and then, man, he's given to the poor, and, man, I need to be more like him. So something, one of the things that I talked about before is that spirituality is our, is our journey, right? It, it's very different. It's going to look different person to person. So those are my two warnings as, as I start to really pull all this together is realizing that spirituality, we, we shouldn't be comparing ourselves to other people when we do this. And then the first one that I was talking about is that it's, it's already going to be really hard for us to want to change. So going on that and breaking this down and pulling this all together. So spirituality is our journey and our journey alone. It is always changing and evolving. Uh, who was it? Uh, Rob Bell. Rob Bell writes the book, Spirituality is Everything. It's a pretty cool book. But an analogy that I love with this is that in terms of spirituality being our own is Spirit, the, the definition of spirituality, if we were to break it down, is simply just our connection with God and with others. A couple weeks ago, I talked about culture, and I talked or culture in the Bible and reimagining what it looks like to read the Bible. And remember, I broke it down very simply. What is the Bible? What is the point of the Bible? To love God more, to like teach us how to love God more and love ourselves. So when we're breaking this down, spirituality is the same thing. It is just simply us connecting to God. So Rob Bell put it really great in this book about it being our own journey is he likened it to grade school. And the, the example he gave is second grade, okay? You're finished with first grade. It's the summer after first grade. You're looking forward to second grade. Man, second grade is going to be so great. I'm going to learn all these new things. There's going to be new friends. There's going to be new experiences. You get into second grade, and wow, I'm learning all this new stuff. It's this new world, right? Each grade you go to is this new world of exciting possibilities and all these great things that you're learning. And it's all great until it isn't anymore, until it's third grade. Because now second grade is just, that was something we learned. And the analogy that he brought up here is, and the reason this is like spirituality, is there are times in our lives, say like second grade, where we're sitting there and we're learning all these things. But we don't stay in second grade. We graduate, we move to third grade, and then after third grade, third grade's great until it isn't, and we move into fourth grade. From grade to grade, we're learning and developing skills, and then we, but we don't stay and keep learning those same skills over and over and over. We practice them, then we get good at them, we bring them into the next grade, and then we build upon those things. We take some stuff with us, we leave some things there, we leave nap time there. Oh, I hated leaving nap time behind. I've been, I've been taking naps almost every day since I was like three. Well, wait, do you nap when you're babies? Yeah, when you're a baby, since I've been born. <laughs> so I, I hated that. But so you leave some things behind and you take some things with you. And I love that analogy because we are always growing, we are always evolving, and we can take things with us. And we don't like, I already said this, we don't like change. That's our culture. Oh, I'm afraid to change. I don't want to do this. I want to I keep things this way because this is the way that they always have been. But it's this evolving process, and it's so awesome. So again, pulling this together, spirituality is our journey. This can be anywhere at any time, and it's always evolving. It's always m moving forward. It is, it is being here today, learning 
uh, wherever we're at, hey, here, here are my spiritual practices for this time. But hey, a year down the road, we might have gone through some things in our lives. We might see the world a little bit different, be in a d different situations, to where now our spirituality looks a little different than it did a year ago or two years ago. Some of the practices might be the same, but the way that we do it might look a little different. And this is where I have been stuck, and this is where I watch a lot of people get stuck, is, hey, no, I grew up learning the Bible this way. I learned that spirituality was this, and therefore I need to do it like this for the rest of my life because that is the way you connect to God. That is so sad and so difficult because we are, st it's like being stuck in second grade and never graduating. We're just learning the same things over and over and over. That is not who we are. We are all individual, beautiful human beings that are always growing, always learning. So it only makes sense that if spirituality is everywhere and is in everything, that that has to evolve as we grow too, the way that we perceive it, the way that we see it. And, it, and, and as you do that, it's so wonderful because it's now a world of possibilities. Before I was talking about how spirituality is not confined to spiritual practices. This is really sweet because spiritual practices are fantastic. So I, in a little bit, I'm going to share some spiritual practices that uh, I, I, I did a poll and some people shared with me. But the differences that I saw is there are set spiritual practices that we have. Again, I'm just using the example like reading your Bible, praying, right? Because those are the classic ones. But then there are also things that we can just do every day that are spiritual practices themselves or our spirituality. And the key is, remember the definition, is spirituality is just our connection with God and others. So it's a state of mind. That's This is my kind of take on it. Spirituality is a state of mind. How are we perceiving our spirituality, and are we just deciding to be spiritual spiritual, and doing everything that we go through in our day? Are we connecting to God through that? When you look at it like that, you can, anything can be spiritual. I could take a sip of this water bottle and be like, man, water is delicious. God, thank you. Like, you are in this. Like, I am feeling your presence by drinking water. I'm having a spiritual experience right there. Spirituality is ongoing. As I'm sitting here, I'll, I'll practice it right now. I wasn't planning on doing this, but I love this light coming through these windows. I've been looking at it all morning. I love being with you folks. This is spiritual for me. It's not the act of coming to church and learning and worshiping, even though Nikki sounds great. I always, I never told you, Nikki, I love your singing. You have a beautiful voice. You're just like the best. So uh, I come here and I love those things. That's my, dip, my, my shift in perception on what spirituality is. I'm just having a good moment. I love the people that I'm here with. I'm enjoying their smiles, and I'm seeing God through that, and I'm seeing the beauty in here rather than the spiritual practices just coming to church and doing whatever they do at church, and that's my spiritual practice. But what is it within church that I really love that can fuel that spirituality, that can fuel my connection with God. And then I can take that and go on and do that throughout the day as well. And that is where it's our journey because your day is going to look so much different than mine. I hope to God that your day looks different than mine, right? And I don't want my day to look like yours. I'd probably be miserable because we, <laughs> we have created our own lives and our own way of doing things. So spirituality I, I, this, is, this is the coolest thing that I really wanted to hammer home today is give yourself the freedom that your spirituality is your own and it's going to look different than other people's. So how are you connecting to God? And, that, and, and the possibilities are endless with that. 
So I'm going to jump in here and, and talk about some of the things that people have shared with me, and then I'll, I'll wrap it up. So I'll do seven of them here. So the first one was, is, and again, these are people when I ask them, hey, what is spirituality to you, or what are some spiritual practices that you have? Here's what people have shared with me. The first one was shifting to prioritizing a communal aspect. So this person decided that for them, because they are a unique individual, what works for them is instead of having, excuse me, instead of having uh, alone time with God, they grew up in a, they were, they had expanded on their story a little bit, and they grew up in a setting where the pastor, their parents had told them, spirituality is for you, and to grow with God, you need to go off into a quiet place, you need to read your Bible, you need to spend time with God alone. And as they evolved, as they grew as a person, they decided, this doesn't really work for me. I don't really connect that well. I do it still, and it, and it works great. But what works more of the time is shifting my focus and putting priority on doing this with people, with other people. So this person uh, was telling me that they've done book clubs with other people or Bible studies or just getting together with friends and having a beer and talking about spirituality. This was a spiritual practice of theirs. See how they're making it their own? They are understanding and realizing this is where I feel spiritual. This is where I feel connected to God and others. I don't feel connected to God when I'm sitting alone reading my Bible because I want to be out with people. Now, I'm just going to go off on this. This is just something that I just thought of. On the reverse side, you might have people that really can connect to God by sitting, being alone, and they are terrified of going and being with other people and cannot connect to God when they're with other people. We're starting to see how spirituality is our own. The second one, well, actually, never mind. I didn't make this up. I can't take credit because somebody did say this. My bad. Number two is this person said that for spirituality, they schedule time to be intentional about being still and getting in touch with themselves and God. And they do this through grounding exercises, breathing exercises, stretching, yoga, etc., all of which allows this person to just open their mind to be present with themselves where they're at and allowing God to speak to them. So for this person, it was going away and going and being in a quiet place. Now, that doesn't mean these two people that have shared with me don't do spirituality in other ways. These are just those core practices that they have that make them feel, hey, these, these are, if I could schedule some time in the day or I could put some priority on some things that I feel really, like, enrich, enrich me, I guess, these are the things that I like to do. Both of these things are very different, but both of these things are the th main thing that really help this these people feel connected. Number four was, and this one <laughs> is totally me, uh, but somebody else said it, is just having conversations about God and spirituality with others. And I'll just share from my perspective, this is my main one. I, I have a hard time being alone and reading. I'll usually fall asleep. I'm much more of an audiobook guy. But I thrive off of listening to Dietrich Winter talk about spirituality because I'm like, man, this guy knows nothing. I know so much more than he does. No, but so I, I pick on Dietrich, but he, Dietrich's my friend, and I love having spiritual conversations with him. I love having spiritual conversations with my family, with my friends, with Chris, because there are so many cool ways that I get to see God in the way that that person perceives God.
Like, wow, you are such a cool, unique individual. I never thought about that. That is awesome. And that draws me closer to God because I see what God is doing in that person and what makes that person beautiful. I get to see what God's doing in Zoe and what makes her beautiful. I get to see what God's doing in Denny and what makes him beautiful and a great golfer. I get to see God in all these people when I'm having these conversations. And I get to learn more about God because I get to, everybody is so intelligent that I can learn from them. The next one is learning more, listening to podcasts, reading, watching a video. So the person that told me this was their spiritual practices is like, hey, you know, Mike, like, yeah, talking to people, that's all right. Uh, spending time alone, that's all right. But really, I just love reading and I love learning. I'm just a student. So what makes me feel connected to God is the more I can learn about God, the cooler it is. The next one is uh, practicing small daily tasks such as gratitude, patience, love, contentment, joy. And this one, and I'm going to do the next two together. And the final one was acknowledging God's presence in everything. The reason I love those last two is I've done a lot of talking, been doing a lot of talking about specific spiritual practices that we make time for. But these last two, acknowledging God's presence in everything and practicing small daily tasks, gratitude, patience, love, contentment, joy, those are also spiritual practices, but smaller ones that we can do whenever. So let me give you the example, two different examples of why spirituality can be everywhere in everything and it can be our own. We'll wrap this up in, in, in two kind of stories. So story one, I wake up, and this is, <laughs> this is not actually my life. I'm, I'm making this up because I don't have kids and I, and I don't have a hard life. No, that's not true. Um, but so... Uh, story one, you wake up, it's like 5 a.m., and the kids or the nephews or whoever is already awake, they're sick, and you're like, okay, great, I'm already starting off my day, this, like, somebody's sick or somebody's screaming or somebody's yelling, fantastic, and then you get up and, oh, great, I'm feeling sick, oh, man, but today I have so many things to do, oh, shoot, I have to get the kids to school, and then I got to bring this other kid to sports practice, and then I have to go to my doctor's appointment, oh, wait, it's garbage day, oh, shoot, I got to go, oh, man, all of a sudden, it's like three o'clock, and it's, okay, oh, man, what were we supposed to do, oh, no, I was supposed to pick up a present for this person that I haven't talked to in like four years, but I got to get them a cool present, because they're gonna, they need to think I'm cool, and then tonight, oh, yeah, my spouse, oh, I told them I'd spend some time with them, and, and you go throughout your day, and you get to the end of the day, and you're like, I didn't do any of those spiritual practices. Remember, for the last couple weeks, I was telling myself, I'm going to read my Bible more today. I'm going to take intentional time. I'm going to do my stretching. Crap, I didn't do anything spiritual. You know what, man? On top of all of my crappy day and on top of how things are going, you know what? I'm really falling short. My spirituality stings. Like, I'm not feeling close to God at all. Like, oh, man. That's story one where it's like I didn't have any time to be spiritual. But stop. What if through all that craziness, through that whole day, those last two that I was talking about, practicing small tasks or acknowledging God's presence in everything? So what if story two, is, so story one is pretty common. What if story two is, is the way it, it looked more? Like I wake up and I'm like, my kid is crying, but I practice like a small thing of gratitude. But you know what? 
I'm really, I, I'm glad I woke up today. Man, this bed of mine is so warm. I'm glad I get to sleep on this, on this bed. Maybe that's the only thing you can think of at that time. Hey, I love my children, although they scream and they're crazy. Hey, I love the fact that I get to be busy and that I have friends that I get to go do things with. And as you're going throughout your day, maybe you're not necessarily having time for set spiritual practices, but you can still be spiritual. You can still see spirituality in every day. It might just be the smile that you give to people as you're, as you're dropping your kids off or as you're going to work or as you're going to the doctor's office. It might be the way you interact with people. It might be the way that you give patience to people. It might be driving down the road on the way to wherever you're going and looking out and seeing the trees, seeing the sun, and saying, man, God, you are so great. And a lot of people will just say that, well, that's not really spiritual practices, Mike. That's just noticing God and things. But I disagree. If God is everywhere and in everything all the time, then any time we're acknowledging God, we are drawing closer to God because we're connecting with God. So I would say that that is spirituality, that that is spiritual practice, these small things that are giving us more peace, like I said in the beginning, allowing us to uh, recognize that although life can be crazy and chaotic, we can still be spiritual. And that's awesome. So that's story one where we're crazy busy and we only get to small couple things in. But what about the next day? You wake up the next day, and the next day, hey, it's a Saturday. The kids are with grandma and grandpa. I don't have anything to do. Uh, this is great. I haven't had a free schedule like this in a long time. I'm, I'm, and I'm really feeling like doing some of these spiritual practices. I'm going to do that. I'm going to spend an hour reading today. I'm going to go for a walk. That's awesome, too, because you're, you're doing these tasks, and it is kind of a free day. But again, both days, you're still being spiritual. Both days, you're still doing some sort of spiritual task. It doesn't matter if it's planned or not, but you're being spiritual both days, and those are both good and both okay. One is not better than the other. It's just, and that's what we were talking about before, spirituality is on a continuum. It is ongoing. It is always. So everything that you're doing in spirituality is drawing you closer to God, and it doesn't matter how much or how little you think it's drawing you closer to God. You are still drawing closer to God and other people. There's a place for all of it, and if we start to shed that lie that we have to do more and more and more, and the more spiritual we are, the closer we are to God, then if we shed that lie that spirituality is not on a continuum, man, we can wake up every morning and just say, no matter what happens today, God, I'm drawing closer to you. Whether I think it's this much or I think it's this much, I'm still drawing closer to you and it doesn't matter because I can't ever get to wherever I think I'm getting to anyway. It's just a continuum. Um, it's ongoing. It can be anything, everywhere, all together. It's just when we can open our eyes like that, we really do give ourselves a lot more grace, ourselves a lot more patience. We begin to give other people more grace and patience. We stop judging other people while you're not being very spiritual because you're not doing these things that I'm doing. We're not comparing ourselves to Chris Sauter, who's the perfect example of what it means to be a man of God. I mean, sometimes. Uh, and so it, it's just beautiful. Let me, so let me wrap it up by saying this. Reimagine spirituality as a spectrum of our connection with God and with each other. Sometimes we will feel really in touch. Sometimes we won't. And that's okay because it is all spiritual. It looks different for each of us. Even small things are a connection. It all has its place. Let's not compare ourselves to others, but rather share and learn from each other. Not everything that works for one person will work for others. Give yourself grace 
and be content. So I just urge you guys as we go on today, just try it this week. Try being spiritual in everything that you do. So that's all I got for you. Thanks, and have a great Sunday.